pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, good evening and welcome to One Life Left, Britain's favourite video game radio show. My name, my name is Steve Curran. Keep going, Steve, keep going, keep going, keep going. I think you're feeling really well. Hello, I'm Simon Byron. Oh no, this chair's broken. And who are you? <laughs> I'm Anne Scantlebury. How's it going? Oh, that's great, I might just switch out this chair one second. <sighs> professional, Should... elegant radio. It's in chaos, the studio this evening, isn't it? It was fine before you guys came in. That's certainly Stop true. I borrowed moving I, things around. Nick Dan's headphones. All fine. I think I think it's going to be okay. I think I we think can it's uh, be gloss over it. Fantastic, an amazing show. We have got an hour of radio coming up. I mean, that that much is guaranteed. <laughs> it's going to be an hour of radio quality. We cannot ascertain at this point. Have you had a good week, Simon? Yeah, it's been really good. Thank you. I'm sorry not to see you guys on um, Thursday on third on the third Thursday, not. Not the, not third, the third, third, the third Thursday of the of month. month. It's actually our yeah. fifth Hashtag. Thursday. I'm sorry not to have seen you on the fifth Thursday. Um, I did meet Stuart Lee, though. What? Really? I say me. Um, I, so that's what I did on the Thursday night. Uh, hashtag Thursday. Um, it's, uh, he moved his gig so uh, to that night. And uh, he's playing my hometown of Hitchin. I was walking to the venue. I walked past um, what can be described as, at best, an awful pub. It's called the Rose and Crown. No one ever goes in there. As we walked past, uh, I looked in. I was like, "This is Stuart Lee." I'm like, can't let this go, can I? So uh, I said to my wife, "I said we should really go and say something to him, shouldn't we?" And she was like, well, "Are you sure?" I said, "Okay." I said, "I know. We'll go in a pub and order a drink, like <laughs> foolproof. There was no one else in there." So I walked in. She went straight to the toilet. Nerves or not, I, don't, I couldn't tell you. Uh, I, I ordered a half a drink uh, for me and a half a drink for my wife. Um, and I turned around. I said, "All right, Stu." can I buy you a drink? And he looked up and said, no, thank you. And I said, can I at least say hello to you then? And he said, hello. <laughs> <laughs> we shook hands and I walked on and I sat outside because I was too embarrassed. Good one. Uh, and then he was very funny. Uh, how was, how was the, the fifth Thursday? Oh, it was fantastic. Yes. Simon. It was really, really, really good. Everyone was brilliant there. So many good performers, brilliant new songs. What was the best new song? Oh, that's a good question. Thanks. 
mm. you wait until you hear what we've got in stock for the guests this evening <laughs> with, our, with our grilling. Mm, I'm going to have to think about that. Get back to you Scans. a bit later. What? What was your favourite song? Oh, new, all of them. New They're all big new. hitters. Okay. Um, what was your new song for this, this, this month? I did uh, Katy Perry's Last Friday Night, TGIF, as Last Thursday Night. O-L-L. We opened yes. with that. Oh, did you? Yeah, that's yeah. good. Excellent. Actually, I think my favourite of the night was Hey Ya. Hey Ya's, the performance, because you know Hey Ya's a very complicated yep. song. Uh, that was knocked out of the park. It quite sweet. Amazing. I saw somebody else do uh, Billy Joel with Inside the Fire, which I think is currently my favourite song. Really? Yeah. Oh, Jamie Firth's rendition of Ain't That a Kick in the Head. That oh, my goodness. Magnificent. Oh, wow. Can we bring in our guest now? Um, yeah, yeah, Ed yeah, Fear, yeah. hello. Uh, Ed Fear from uh, Mediatonic, welcome. Hi. Uh, did you go on Thursday? I, d- I didn't. Oh, what's the point of me bringing you in? <laughs> let's let let's let, let's, let's not reveal out. who we've got yet. So I was going to chat to you. Right? Okay. Why not? What were you doing Thursday? I didn't see it, Stuart Lee. Uh, I I just had other. Oh, which plans. I believe I believe on the on the list of rules, Stuart Lee's rescheduled gig is the only thing in yeah. your hometown. Yeah. Is the only thing more important. Uh, well, uh, actually, no. no. I think Ed had other business to deal with. <laughs> Let's say business. <laughs> nice. Don't have a slide, a swipe right again. <laughs> <laughs> Don't need to. <laughs> Seven oh four on Monday, the twenty second of September. I'm Anne Scanselbury, and this is the news. Sony has confirmed that PlayStation TV will launch in Europe on November the fourteenth. The beautiful box will allow you to stream PlayStation Four games to another HD TV in your gigantic house, as well as play PS Vita, PSP, and PS One classics on the TV. All this freedom will cost you eighty four pounds and ninety nine pence. There will be a whole load of titles ready to play, and the PSTV will also come with a voucher for three digital Vita games. With all these games, you're probably going to need two TVs to get through them. Oh, perfect timing, that. Thank well you. done. Yep, How many yep, times yep. did you rehearse that one? Literally none. Wow. Yeah. Um, I remember when being able to stream your PlayStation games was exciting, wasn't it? Was it? Well, it, I mean, it sounded exciting. It sounded like a glimpse of the future. And now, like, almost everything you own at home can do this, it seems. You... Basically, you, you, so you need the PlayStation 4, but then you need another box if you want to put it... You don't want to buy another PlayStation 4 for a different yeah, or, telly. Or you can stream it on your Vita for when... Uh, can you hook your Vita up to your TV? So can you... Is there a no, loophole no, where but you, you have to you buy just, this? Just move closer. Oh, OK. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, is it HD? Yes, it is. Uh, the new range of Xperia phones can stream PlayStation 4 games over... Again, you just have to put them really close to your face. Yeah. Is Xperia still going? Though? It is, yeah. The, I, uh, I ordered the Z3 Compact today from Amazon because I think it was a misprice, so we'll see what we get. That's got a weird device where you can... Uh, you stick an actual PlayStation DualShock 4 to it and put the phone on top so it looks a bit like the NVIDIA Shield. Okay. It's going to look so cool on the train with that. <laughs> can uh, you play Mario 64 yeah, on I'm it? I'm sure you can. Um... <laughs> And uh, now you can buy another box if you, if you don't have a Vita or a... Oh, it's amazing, isn't, isn't it? it? All of these things that you can do just to play the same game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it'll come in, come in handy to somebody. Look, the thing is, you have to... You genuinely have to have quite a big house for this to be worth <laughs> it. If you live in a studio flat, don't bother, probably. Just tilt the TV so you can still see it when you're in the bathroom. <laughs> 
Kickstarter has clearly outlined what should happen if a successfully funded project gets kickstoppered in an update to its terms of use. Projects that have stalled must communicate to backers what has happened, what they're going to do about the situation, where funds have already been spent, work hard to get the project finished, not lie, and return remaining funds to backers who haven't received rewards, or else they may be subject to legal action by their backers. Thankfully, no backers of One Life Left projects will have to worry about this because we're all consummate completers. That's interesting, isn't it? Because for a long time they've been all about, you know, you're not buying these rewards. You no, are you're just s- backing the project and these project. are... And you're incidentally getting these rewards, which mm. um, I noticed was a way for some companies to send you products without you having to pay the import duty on them because they were legally gifts. Huh. <laughs> so if you bought something via Kickstarter, it was legally a gift. Don't tell, don't tell Amazon that. Okay. Tax man. Um, but they still can't do anything about this, can they? So like, they, they actually still can't... Like, if somebody... Th- stops their project mm. and just doesn't give you any money like what what will they do about it i don't know it sounds to me that they're saying hey guys you should really think about this because you like you could like, somebody, like they could someone could get a lawyer involved but who is going to be bothered don't know <laughs> well like, people are pretty angry like when you know they they've had their 20 dollars and not had their games worth as we've seen this week with uh, double fine yeah Mm. Is something going on at Double Fine? I think. What's I don't think they're. I don't think they're Double Fine. I don't think they're fine. Did we, did they, you, they've got a lot of projects on the go, haven't they? Is this going to be in your news? No. Dan? Let's okay. talk about it now. They've got so, a lot of projects on the go. Yeah. One of which was uh, DF Nine Double Fine Double Fine Nine. No, Sorry. Double Fine Space Station Double Fine. Right. Is that what it's called? Yeah. DF9? Like I that, don't yeah. know. Um, it, it was a, uh, a sort of theme park in space type game, wasn't it? It was a management of a space station. So I don't know because I didn't back it. I didn't back it. Either. Back it is maybe not the wrong word, right word because this was an early access right. game, uh, which they went live with a number of months ago. And they, people were quite excited. It's a lovely thing. They had all these ambitions for it. But uh, in the last week, they suddenly shut it down. They what? said They said, we're done, I'm afraid. Done. It's out of early access. Mm. It's finished and that's it. Cheers. They went from, you know, their sixth alpha or something to saying, oh, next version is it. That's all you're getting. And the reason they gave for this was because, you know, the, the, the project is no longer getting the amount of subscribers, new early access funders, to make it a, uh, you know... Um, a profit-making project or even a break-even project they're starting to lose money on it so um, is, is steam likely to address that with the updated terms and conditions saying that if you support something in early access and it doesn't actually get finished then you should get it back it's interesting isn't it i mean you should answer the question steve no no they're not. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's true but i've seen a lot of uh you know i say a lot of i've seen two uh, prominent indies getting quite annoyed about this, and for good reason, I think, because the problem with uh, what you know, Tim Schafer's reasoning makes perfect sense, and I feel for all the guys at Double Fine as well. But the problem is that this makes people lose confidence in the early access model because people previously have been buying these things and going, Oh, this is the great stuff that I'm going to get at the end, and I'm happy to give you the money in advance because I believe in you. But when suddenly uh, a big name company like Double Fine says, Actually, we're not going to do it because we can't, you know, we're not making money off this, or we're not. You know, we're not making, we're not breaking even. Then suddenly you go, well, okay, I'm not. Well, I trust you again. They've yeah. got gang beasts in uh, early access, which which uh, looks great. Mm, um, I've heard brilliant things about it. But, but is, how do you know it's going to get finished? There is a game there, though. There is a game. Well, quite. People yeah. can play a game. It's not like they've gone. 
I've not got anything, sorry. But I, I think when you sign up for Early Access, you sign up a little bit for the ride, the Early Access adventure as well, and that comes with... Did you, you say know, that it was a one-making uh, theme park? Hey, so. there is a, there's basically a yeah. joke to, to work on there. We'll so, so I can see why people are disappointed, because also because they've built up, they've read this list of features, and it says X and Y and Z, and, and they've gone, oh, those sound brilliant, not just like letters. They sound amazing features, can't wait for them to come in the uh, game. And then they don't even arrive. They, you know, they're, they're, they never get there. So they're not getting the game that they have imagined they're going to get, even though they are still getting a game. And from well, you know, what I've heard, the, the, the game itself is brilliant. And Double Fine have said they're proud of it and they're going to continue to sell it. Uh, it's just not the game that people had hoped. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, are they going to put that on their Steam store page? <laughs> then? Is that, by this, it, it's not the game that we hoped it would be. <laughs> Destiny is really banging it up at the top of the hit parade. According to publisher Activision, Bungie's first-person shooter is now the best-selling new IP ever, ever, bringing in $325 million in five days, with over 100 million hours of online play logged. It's still at the top of the UK all-formats charts, and over 72% of PS4 sales last week were a Destiny bundle. Things are looking good for the sequel, which we have been informed will most certainly be called Destiny's Child. Hey, hey oh, that's a joke. <laughs> I did a joke. joke. Totally. Uh, yes. Do you know that is, is there going to be a sequel? Because I read somewhere that Destiny's a project that's going to be rolling out I for d- three. I literally just okay, wanted to just say Destiny's Child. Okay, I right, just fine. wanted to okay. say Destiny's Child. So we should. Okay. You did right. But let's take it as an exclusive. There's going to be a sequel, Simon. Okay. Well, no, it's just that I read, you know, like in actual news that that there oh. isn't going to be a sequel for at least for a while. But um, when there is, because they're they're adding content to it aren't they to the mm. game itself so there are going to be in-game events and uh, yeah. areas that open up and stuff like that uh, rather than a sequel so there'll be no destiny's child Anne. i think there will be I eventually think, yeah. eventually, yeah, eventually. Will be. Well, that'll be the longest payoff ever then won't it yeah, i mean it's 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 uh it's totally possible it's coming it is so coming. it is I'll in many it. ways a one life left exclusive okay, right. so yeah. well done Anne. still not played it have you played it no. Steve? No, no, not Ed played Beer. It. No. No, none of it. us 100%. Has, did Bobby Kotick mention that? Are we <laughs> no, oh, none of those 100 million I hours check of... whether we've had a reply from Activision. Okay. Yeah, because oh, yeah, we did, did uh, sorry, ask? not Activision, Red Consultancy. I yeah. did. Red Consultancy. Red Consultancy. And who was it at Red? This is Sam, I think. Like Sam at Red yeah. Consultancy. So, um let's let's find out. Go into my one life left PR. Because like, you know, I mean, we can make people, i.e. Mike Bithell. Yeah. We can break Pro people, i.e. in the, the future, might be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me just check. No. Dreadful, isn't it? It's dreadful. Uh, nothing. Actually, that from nothing. A, a leading Zero. PR agency. Leading. Nothing. Mm. So-called leading. leading. Mm. A Kickstarter for people who like strapping devices to their heads in the name of virtual reality has been started. AirVR will allow users to attach their iPad minis and other phone devices to some lenses that will divide the screen up so your eyes can see different things. The cost of this headset is 47 Canadian dollars, plus however much you value your dignity at, because you'll be walking around with an iPad strapped to your face. If Noel Edmonds wasn't dead, we'd swear this was one of his house party gotchas. <laughs> the other one that died isn't it yeah <laughs> just checking i get i get i get out of touch it's fine hey, but are you allowed to mention the non Edmonds? wait aren't you for the other reasons oh i didn't know that was a thing okay i don't think that is well let's hope it's not a thing Anne. otherwise you'll be in trouble <laughs> why don't we look inside the box look at this Simon. oh this is brilliant so simon does have a hey look whoa exactly Okay, but that looks fine. Because, okay, so okay, Simon go. is putting um, Thanks, a shiny Simon. box to his face. 
It looks a bit like ridiculous sunglasses, only it's a box. It's Google Cardboard, or, or at least the unofficial version. But so you didn't make it yourself? No, I didn't. I bought it for £8 off eBay. and uh, it, That's like, a lot cheaper than you could make it for. Do you think, yeah, yeah, certainly. Also, yeah, better. Also, that is better quality than cardboard than I would make it. Than I would ever be exactly. able to find. Also, Mine would say Frosties on the front. And that's cheaper than 46 <laughs> Canadian dollars as well. 47. So 47. This, 47. Uh, this, you put a phone in it, and it's got some tech demos and stuff like that. It's good fun. I was showing it off upstairs. It's brilliant. Mm, I played stupid. the roller coaster one. Yeah. Coasters are a theme, and uh, I don't know if you were there, but you can look at the photospheres so that you can take in. Ad- I've got a holiday picture which yeah. will show you what it was like to me for me to be sunbathing. You can look down and see. I'm not joking. I'm see like, everything. I'm like, you, can. <laughs> you can. Everything. No. You can. You can imagine you're no, applying cream. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just no. rub we'll it, it on in. you during no. the next. Yeah, we'll there put, are some things hold it up to your face next time, and then Steve's going to rub cream on you. Best eight pounds I ever spent. The but this this iPad thing looks. I mean, th- this Google Cardboard eight pound thing. It looks, l- looks like something daft. from the eighties. The iPad thing though looks absolutely ridiculous, it looks doesn't it? Unbelievable! Why would you stick an <laughs> iPad to your face? <laughs> it's like somebody's just sort of gone up behind you. Yeah, weird. Um, yeah, I'll be getting one. Ed, are you getting one? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <definitely. laughs> Finally, if you've found yourself becoming less killer ho, more cookie dough, does the district attorney of attorney of Marin County have a deal for you? Marin County citizens will be able to trade in their violent video games in exchange for ice cream. The local government in California has teamed up with Ben and Jerry's to get people to give up their call of duty for some sweet caramel sutra. It's hoped that disposing of violent media and toys will be good for kids in changing today's modelling patterns. Sadly, you won't be able to trade in your copy of Fez for some Phil fish food. Hey, that's a good joke as well. Uh, this is uh, seems to be trading one uh, one potentially potentially good thing with bad side effects for another potentially good thing with bad side effects. True story. Mm. <laughs> Simon's still using. His I was just VR trying to. Device. I was just trying to work out what it's like for me to be on holiday. <laughs> See my own legs. Yeah, I thought. Um, I thought Marion County was something in a video game, wasn't it? Isn't that what? Um, it was a Zelda thing, but that was a character called uh, Marion, wasn't it? Yeah, that's uh, Hyrule. <laughs> <laughs> what are they doing in Hyrule? <laughs> They're not trading anything in for anything. Okay. They're all about keeping it as it is. Right. Hmm. Would you give up? Like, okay, but say you just had an old game and you were like, I mean, I, I was just kicking around. I'm never going to play it again. Mm. Quite fancy some ice cream. Well, how much is a, a tub of Ben and Jerry's? It's like two pound fifty, isn't it? Yeah. Because no one buys it at full price. There's always no. a half price de- deal somewhere. And, uh, and obviously, and if what not on Ben doing... and Jerry's and Hagen Dust, we should point out there's plenty of other types of ice cream, oh, quality yeah. ice cream, like oh my goodness, um, Bradley Cooper flavor Hagen Dust. Have you had that? What? The Bradley Cooper flavor <laughs> B Coops. It's delicious. It's got like it's it's like well, it a taste norm- of him. It was made by him. Well, I don't know because I've never tasted Bradley Cooper. Okay, but there's it's like a normal ice cream and if you dig down into it there are pockets of like liquid inside it that is what he tastes which like which I, I imagine is, exactly. I imagine so are we 60% water or something he, uh, amongst yeah. other things so oh my um, god there's your legs <laughs> <laughs> imagine if you ate some of the Bradley Cooper ice cream while looking at a picture of Bradley Cooper in your Google cardboard oh like now you're talking overload. thanks Anne <laughs> One Life Left Video Game News with Anne Scantlebury. 
You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM, broadcasting across London. We're also on the internet at www.resonancefm.com. This is Clam. It's called 8-Bit Shines. You can find that at chipmusic.org. Like most of the music we play on One Life Left, you should visit there. Hey, we had uh, had a new follow this week on the One Life Left account. Oh, did we? Yeah. Was it... From Clam. No! Imagine it. Imagine it. We are finally making it. Yes! Celebrity is recognising us. Thank goodness. Of a sort, I suppose. Uh, Of the best sort. Yeah, the best sort. Uh, So, um, what are we doing now? I guess it's time to talk to our guest. Ed! Hi! (laughs) How's it going? Good, thank you. It's lovely to be here. Thank you for having me. Thanks. Well, thanks for coming on. Um, we, we, We had to get you on, didn't we? Uh, yes, you did. Yes, um, you basically had no choice. No, contractually, because yeah. you, you just because you guys have just released a really interesting video game, and we thought you should tell others about it. Yes. So what yes. is it? Uh, it's called Hatoful Boyfriend, and uh, it's a pigeon dating simulator. <laughs> Obviously, Obviously. So that's a crowded genre, isn't it? Uh, yeah, but yeah, well, you know, we like to think we've given it our own uh, unique, unique twist. Uh, yes, it's um, it's a game, it's a Japanese game uh, that uh, we've basically taken and remade uh, and put on Steam and everything. Uh, and it's yeah, it's literally uh, a Japanese style dating game, but where the, your your uh, the objects of your affection are not uh, human males; they are male pigeons. And okay, dogs. are you? Do, but what, I'm not playing a human myself, am you I? You are playing a human female. Yes, you are the last human okay you're gonna have to trying to get off with birds yeah <laughs> no sorry that that yes, is what's yes, happening yes. okay uh, yeah you're the last human uh, left alive is that what happens in japan uh i i think that's um how sc- how the school system is are yeah. there no other animals so what so last human left alive i'm gonna go for a pigeon yes they're not all <laughs> pigeons though are they more suitable animals the, uh, I mean, obviously, no, I we're going to have to define what suitable would mean. <laughs> I think, yeah, I'm not sure I like... Easier to catch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, there are no... No, it's only pigeons and and associated uh, doves. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah like, are uh, they just doves? Well, are they just other doves? I think doves are technically pigeons, aren't they? Are they? Yeah, they're just pretty um, pigeons. Can I wiki this? Yeah. I think you should, because um, I was confused by it as well. Yeah. So, how, so did you stumble across this game in Japan then? Or you or people at Mediatonic or... Uh, yeah, it was... Um, it was a, it was my boss told me about or were it you googling something very strange <laughs> <laughs> oh actually there is <laughs> oh my god uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can be Katie yeah, Four. Exactly. my whole life I thought I was on my own <laughs> um, uh, no my boss uh, missed it to me as a joke and then um and then sometime later, uh, I heard that the, uh, the, the lady who makes it um, was looking for some translators for some associated products. Because it's quite a big... Well, I mean, it's not... A, it, in terms of indie games, it's big in Japan. Okay. Um, like, it has, like, uh, comic spin-offs, like, three drama CDs. Right. Um, stuff like that. Uh, she was looking for some translators um, to help... Uh, with that associated stuff, uh, so I I, I kind of got in contact with her because I felt uh, I wanted to do some some translating anyway, uh, and I mentioned it to my boss, and he said, um, "While you're at it, why don't you why don't you play the game and see what you think about it?" So uh, I bought it and played it and absolutely loved it. Like was really really surprised by it. Was expecting kind of a joke game, yeah, um, but got a game that takes itself entirely seriously. Did you claim it back on expenses? No, I didn't actually. You I should have. You should do. You should do. No, look after the pennies. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, is this the first time that Mediatonic's taken um, a game from another territory or someone else's game and brought it 
I think it is, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's basically, it's not something we were ever, like, planning to do. It's not like we kind of were sat there and were like, we want to publish a game or something. It was it was literally that I played it and I said to my boss, you know, that game you were talking about, it's actually great. And he was like, well, why don't we try and, why don't we try and get the rights for it? Wow. Like, you're talking to her anyway. Why don't you ask her about the rights? Uh, and you we did it. dress up as a bird in order to... <laughs> <laughs> just, just to, well, by sub meanings, I already was. Um <laughs> Uh, no, it. Um, uh, no, <laughs> she, yeah, she. Uh, no, she's very. She's very normal, actually. Uh, right. she, uh, and um, and uh, yeah. So, but it was because the reason we liked it was essentially it was the sort of game that we wished we'd made, and so that was it. It was like we f- we felt it was like a mediatonic game that we, right. that we hadn't made. And was it, and was so it, that was and it. Was it difficult? Like, how do you how do you take that concept and explain it to, for example, the press over here? Um, it was actually really easy because the first thing we decided we wanted to do is we wanted to partner with a publisher. So in, in the end, we went with uh, Devolver Digital. Right. Uh, and when we had the first meeting with them, it was kind of like they were kind of like, okay, so so what is this? And um, and it was actually really easy to get people on board with it. Um, when you explain to them that it's not like, I mean, there are, there are games out there like Goat Simulator, things like that, that are kind of like the idea is that the game itself is kind of a joke. And yeah. there's not, I mean, I haven't played Goat Simulator, so I, I don't want to say anything bad about it. But from what I've heard, there's not a huge amount of like substance. Well, I think even the App Store um, text su- uh, suggests that you don't buy it. Exactly. Uh, Goat go Simulator. Exactly. Whereas this, like, what really uh, got us about this is that, like, firstly, it didn't treat itself as a joke. Like, it's just completely straight laced. And the second thing was that there's actually. It was. It's actually quite. It's quite funny at times. It's quite like surprisingly touching at times. Like right. you get a little. It's a little bit weird when you remember that you're that you're you're feeling emotionally involved about a pigeon, uh, and then. Um, and then, like, there's a there's like a very there's like a meta um, story behind all the different dating scenarios that's like really bizarre. Um, so we just like we just thought it was this it was actually a really deep experience. Um, and you know, visual novels is not something we would normally look to make because like it's quite a, it's I mean well not quite a niche genre it's a very niche genre. So you need a hook like to, to to get people in so like phoenix Wright obviously has the whole law mm-hmm. the kind of law detective stuff is is you're in and when we looked at this game we kind of saw that like the pigeons would be something that would make people like go what and and then like when they do that then actually get that's the opportunity to show them that there's actually like substance behind it so like the whole time we've we've really tried not to to, to ourselves to um, consider it as a joke like it would have been very easy to, to just go out and be like look at this wacky game you know like oh it's insane and like but we've tried to play it like just totally straight because that's exactly how how Moa the creator um, plays it and uh, and I think that makes it fun in some ways that makes it funnier because it's just a, a, a slightly uh, it's, a, it's a much more endearing I think because it tries to be honest it's endearing whereas I think if it was trying to be a joke I think it would either it would either hit it or you'd miss it and, and you'd just kind of feel it would feel kind of cold. So I think the fact that there's a lot of heart behind it is is actually what um, what people seem to like about it. There are jokes in it though. There are. There, there are, are some jokes. excellent. There's there's a there's a recurring pun that. Um, what is it? <laughs> everybody. <laughs> Literally made me laugh every time. <laughs> I had a I had a question uh, sent in actually uh, the last time I I'll mention I don't want to sound like Richard Herring but it, this came from my wife. Um, she said, "Hey, in real life, pigeons vomit into each other's mouths to court and sometimes nest on the corpses of dead pigeons. I know this because I w- watch urban birds a lot. Is this pigeon behaviour reflected in Hat or Full Boyfriend? Uh, it's not. Okay, sequel. No. 
Uh, <laughs> DLC, maybe. Possibly, possibly. Um, no, I, I, I don't think. I think it, it's, it's a more. It's a romanticised view yeah. of, of the pigeon dating world, isn't it? It's Absolutely. not pigeon Tinder. It's <laughs> down and dirty. Although that would be a great spin-off. <laughs> nice. What does the name mean? Um, so uh, yeah, so this is a good point actually. So we, we weren't sure about renaming it um, Hatoful. Uh, so it's it's basically uh, a pun in Japanese. So of the word heartful, which obviously is not really a word, uh, and ha- and hato, which means uh, pigeon or dove. Um. So it's kind of like yeah, it's kind of a play on words. So in Japanese, it's very funny. We weren't <laughs> we weren't sure because now obviously you've explained it. yeah, exactly. We weren't sure about it, but it, it, you know, it just seemed like it, because it had already actually been available in English in a very limited way. Uh, there was already like a small kind of fan base around it, and so it kind of in the end it just felt wrong to kind of like try and rebrand it. Um, we did go through a lot of puns um, <laughs> to try and to try and do a lot of lot of subtitle puns, um, but in the end we just decided to go for the the original name. Was it? Um, it's just interesting that you went with. Devolver, who have got pretty diverse catalogs. Like, how, how much benefit do you think you got from working with them? Did they are they taking it further than you could have done on you on your own? Or? Yeah, I think they, I think they have because, um, like for example, like we we hit E three in like a surprisingly big way. Like um, I think if we'd have done it, it would have been very much kind of a Gonzo thing where we were showing it individually to people in like in like hotel lobby like journalists in hotel lobbies and maybe we'd have had a small meeting room or something but like uh devolver hired out the 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 car park opposite um the the convention center and they had like uh, i think they had about 10 uh trailers parked there one for each game that they were showing off oh not one so, for each pigeon not one for each pigeon. oh no that would have been good <laughs> so uh so we so we had a like a a, a huge hato for like when we, we used to tell people we had a trailer and they'd be like oh so like how long's the trailer and like no actually mean a physical trailer like um that you can sit in um for the game and right. so um and then like and everybody like liked it and we got um and it was crazy to get like nominated for best of e3 from like the escapist when there was you know considering what the game is so i think like that's sort of stuff that i don't think we would have right. like i think they really helped kind of kind of push us I'd love to see how you swung that with the escapists. Yeah, exactly. Just give him, give him a bag of crumbs and a darkened room, a couple of birds well, yeah. in there, see what happens next. Do they think that you meant a different thing when you said darkened room and a couple of birds? <laughs> <laughs> well, got a game of the show, or whatever it was, so works. Yep. Steve wasn't really listening. <laughs> I was whatever it was. The joke. Yeah, exactly, I know, so that's certainly more important. Right, excellent, well, um, well done, I hope it goes well for you. Can we expect to see more from you in this genre and sequels? Or uh, there's, there, there is a sequel to the game that, that's, is that an she's exclusive? already made. Uh, no, oh. because uh, we haven't... It exists. <laughs> it exists, it already exists. Uh, we, might, we might do it. Like, it's, it's super early days, it's only been a few weeks, so we're kind of like taking stock of things, but we want to get it on more platforms. Uh, and uh, we'll see after that. Excellent. Well, good luck, Frank. We can find it currently on Steam. Currently on Steam, PC, Mac, Linux. Excellent. Hello, I'm Sega Badawi, and welcome to One Life Left Local News. The results are in from the recent referendum, and Tortimer Island has voted no for independence from the mainland. The voting was pretty close, but the no votes won 55% to 45%. Apparently, the majority of no votes came from the elderly population, who remember a time when Nintendo was culturally relevant. The yes votes were rumoured to be close to winning in recent polls, 
So the mayors of some of the major villages, including Amityville, P4, 1D Rules and OLL Forever, went to the island to promote the union. It was also believed that confusion over if the island could keep bells as a main currency played a part in voting. In addition, prominent businessman Thomas J. Nook said he would relocate his company's headquarters from the island back to the mainland. Mayor Tortimer has already resigned from being the leader of the Tortimer Island Trust, and a new leader needs to be elected. Thanks, and back to your usual programming. Okay, we've got a, a bag full of letters of, uh, of different tones this week, haven't we? Edgar Sally Pierre Lamy says, Hey guys, what happened to OLL 10, 10 stroke 7? Was, was it too good, dreadful a mistake? I don't know, what happened? I don't know. I think it's there. I think I don't think we've got any missing uh, shows. If you've noticed something, miss a gap in the One Life Left narrative, please let us know. <laughs> Maybe it's because I, I just assumed. I thought. Oh, I thought what? this was a seven out of ten. Joke. So did I. I thought. Oh, did we say that we'd do something and then not do it? That sounds literally like us. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah. So don't know if anybody knows what happened to OLL ten seven. Let us know. Okay. Anne. Hi, Anne, Steve, Simon, and SSG. I suppose I spent all week playing the new Zelda themed dis- uh, Dynasty Warriors em up, and got to thinking how fun it can be to play the bad guy. It feels great to run around stabbing all the good guys with. Gan- Ganodorf's two swords. I also like to imagine the chanting from Smash Brothers is happening at the same time. Anyway, this got me wondering, what are some of your favourite players the bad guy moments from games you've played? Thanks very much, you wonderful people. Having your show back is like having the sun come out once again, improving Mondays immeasurably. Thanks, Chris. I can't do it. Can't play as bad guy. You can't play as a bad no. guy. Is it because you do it all the time in life? No, no, no. It isn't. No, it, yeah, I've got no idea. Like on games where you can um, subvert uh, things by being bad, or you can choose your own destiny. Yeah, can't do it. Can't yeah, do it. I'm, I'm, I'm playing Night Shift at the well. moment, and I'm yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I Steve and I are great I, together. Um, obviously, when we played, what was that thing that we played where you had to pick one, Steve? Uh, oh, that was infamous. infamous, wasn't it? Infamous, yeah. yeah. Took forever deciding what to be, and I was bad, but then I never played past that point. I've got one. Go what on. about uh, TIE Fighter? Okay, all right. Yeah, being the, yeah. From, from X-Wing versus yeah. TIE Fighter, that was that was a good game, and, and that was enjoyable where you played the bad guy. Dungeon good Keeper? Point. Are you the bad guy? I suppose you are. Well, you're, yeah, you're the head yeah, of the dungeon. Infamous me, so. Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. Uh, next, Ed. Hi. Uh, so I, we have a letter from Ben Hall. It says, Hello team and super special guest Ed Fear. Hi. Uh, I've had a good idea for a song for Thursday um, that would be based on Ed's game, Hato for Boyfriend. In order for me to know that I'm okay to start work on this song, could Ed confirm that I'm all right to do this? Or is he already working on a song himself? Are you? Or- uh, I am not. Okay. Also, if anyone can think of a rhyme for pigeon, that would be really useful. Smidgen. <laughs> Smidgen. There we go. I can't believe that came as a revelation to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we went through all the words, did all the puns. <laughs> Smidgen. You're going to have to patch it. <laughs> Steve. Okay, hello team and SSG, writes Steve Owen. Last week, a friend of mine who isn't part of the games industry told me all about a karaoke night where they rewrite the lyrics to be about video games. Apparently, 
It's on the third Thursday of the month, although you'd be best not assuming that's the case if it's ever the fourth Wednesday. Good point. <laughs> I was just about to suggest you get your team of lawyers onto it when I realised she was actually talking about your hashtag Thursday. I reckon that makes you pretty famous. Wow. Famous enough that I'll probably come along one day if it wasn't quite so far from my house and on a school night. <laughs> keep up the good work. Keep up the rubbish work too, if you like. No skin off my nose. Love, Steve Owen. Thanks, Steve. Thanks. Ed, um, are you getting anything on on the 16th of uh, October? Uh, no, I have. Right. I, I'm keeping it free. Okay, good. Yeah. Because that's when the next Thursday is. Yes. Okay. So 16th we're all going to be there, right? Actually. Every listener who yep. is listening should be there on the 16th. If you are not in the country, time to get in the country. Uh, I mean, not right now, unless you're going to stay for a few weeks. Leave it till... No, I mean jet lag. Leave it till the 14th. Yeah, or maybe the 13th. 13th, sleep it off. There's plenty to see in London, apart from Thursday. We'll be the highlight, and then the next day you can go home. The end. See you there. See you there. That's it. Is it? Or is it? So... When I saw this letter come through, I thought it somebody was joking, didn't you? Mm. But to the subject, I am disgusted with you. I thought, oh, you one life left list. Yeah, I thought that. Yeah, funny. And it was the first thing I saw in the morning as well. Oh, it's the start of the day. I woke up, I, I loaded my email is, up and I went, is, oh, oh good. It was sent at 3.53 as well in the morning. Oh, mm. no wonder so, it was the first thing we saw. Yeah, that's nice. So Maxwell Adams, he says, uh, subject, I'm disgusted with you. He says, uh, I've been eagerly waiting for a new episode from OLL all throughout your summer break this entire Gamergate fiasco has been a complete mess and it seems like every voice that speaks up just brings hostility and a personal agenda no arguments there no your programme always speaks simply that's true and honestly not sure about that about any issue that you bring up and you always keep your sense of humour definitely not true what we need is a voice of reason and I thought that would be you um, well, sorry to let you down, Maxwell. He says that during your recent podcast, you said that you believe that people reacting badly to Lee Alexander's article were doing so largely because of her gender. Uh, it's a really long letter. Um, uh, so the, uh, the point, I think, Maxwell, is that uh, we are not against um, freedom of speech. Uh, Lee, you list some bits and bobs that Lee wrote, and that's fine. Um, what uh, like People can say whatever they want, and I think, largely speaking, the internet is full of people that uh, say things to provoke editorially and you know, provoke discussion, etc., that sort of thing. What we do particularly object to is those that respond to that through language or behaviour that is illegal. Mm. Um, you know, there are plenty of people... That, so I read a piece by Milo. Um, I can't pronounce his uh, surname. Well, don't bother, because uh, he's... Yeah not worth giving the oxygen of publicity true to. and but i read it and it was a load of nonsense but i don't begrudge his right to say it nope. what i what i don't what i've not done is uh tweeted at him threatening uh him with violence etc so so can we draw a line under that do we think our response there like we say uh yeah just calm it down we need a joke how'd you pokemon <laughs> <laughs> Darkness, something waits for me. Now I'm 
one life left on resonance 104.4 fm we are a very very serious radio show this is uh, jenny and the giants um they are doing the soundtrack for death ray manta death ray manta death ray manta i believe i believe this from a tweet so it's not my fault if it's wrong uh, the new version of death ray manta is called drm one we like drm now DRMs. Do we? Okay, yeah, in that, so, in that Sorry, what's... Uh, for people who don't know, before. I mean, obviously not me, what's um, no, what's Death Ray Manta? You know, it's one of those uh, those exciting Minter-esque shooters. Oh, I can't stand those. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just remembered what my favourite song uh, from Thursday was, but I can't talk about it, because the joke is so good. You need to hear it. It's It was Cotton Eye Joe. Oh, Cotton Eye Joe. It's a Steve Curran joint. Okay, they're they're they're, uh, they're pretty good. Those songs, aren't they? Yeah, Cotton Eye Joe. Uh, it's one of our our favourite songs. And you were just saying something off air that we thought um, we should. Yeah, I was thinking about um, pigeon dating um, and how maybe there was there might be um, a Tinder spin-off. And I was thinking about playing if you could play Tinder as top trumps, so people have stats. Mm-hmm. And what are those stats? Because uh, in top trumps, they're pretty obvious, right? Yeah. They're like height, weight, mass. Yeah. So you're, pro- you're going to want to have um, sense of humour. Mm-hmm. You're going to want to have sexy. <laughs> you're going to want to have whether they're obviously actually married in their What's uh, hang on photos. A, so you, a noun and then an adjective. Yeah, all of these. <laughs> Don't think... Right. Is this just a list of things you look for? <laughs> a sexy sense of humour. <laughs> a, a sexy married man. <laughs> What would you look for when you're looking to trade off someone that you're um, maybe going to... No, 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 it's how the music stopped, by the way, because this is important. <laughs> <laughs> Tra- trade off someone? <laughs> is that, you ever played is, Top is, Trumps? <laughs> yeah, does... you have to, like... Tro- like you, you, oh, right. Have like you ever you played get, Tinder? You get better stats. Yes, I have. <laughs> right. you, you get better stats than okay. someone else. So you um, need to find the person on there that has the best stats. You play it with your friends. Right. So you find, you go, th- you swipe yeah. right until you find a good stats person, and then you're with your friends and you go, all right. That's uh, not how Top Trumps works. What, what have you got for? This isn't on message. They're going to be furious with you. <laughs> if you walk into Top Trumps HQ with this as a pitch, they'll be like, "Have you even played our game?" What if it was pigeons? <laughs> what would your um, top? Uh, what would your categories be for pigeons, Ed? Uh, sleekness of coat. Perfect. Oh, yeah. Very good. How many whole feet they have? <laughs> I, I'm thinking about London. Yeah. 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 That's that's a very good one. Yeah. Uh, plumage. Yeah. Isn't Quality. that the same as sleekness of coat? No, 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 no. no, no, no. God no. sake, Steve. What an absolute <laughs> idiotic thing to say. You Honestly, Maxwell Adams, if you're listening, continue to be disgusted with us for such an ignorant comment. <laughs> Obviously, you never dated a pigeon, Steve. <laughs> 
if I was a One Life Left listener now, <laughs> I would definitely start all I my emails be. with. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I am disgusted at you. <laughs> Uh, I was just putting it out there though, Steve. That was a game idea, and if anyone wants to take it up and run with it, maybe make it a bit better. Go for it. Chapter 35. A message from our sponsors. Roger, a lot of people ask me, what can we do about advertising in games? Doesn't involving PR in the production of games undermine artistic integrity? To this I say no. Product placement is a vital element of modern video game acting. It would be easy for a cynic to suggest that I only hold this point of view because I make 85% of my income through product sponsorship. It's true, but I'm honestly, honestly, honestly not motivated by money in this case. In many instances, I genuinely love the products I insist on mentioning, even if the director of the game in question has asked me not to. And when you're directing dozens of NPCs, my dialogue is bound to slip through the net. And if I happen to receive a cheque or services in kind for this, then so be it. The key word is, and always has been, realism. If you're playing a football game, it's realistic for the players to wear their real-life sponsors on their shirts. If you're playing an immersive open-world game, it's realistic for advertisements to appear on the billboards around the city. If you're battling against time-travelling aliens, it's realistic for each individual bullet to have a brand logo on it, and for the aliens to keep shouting about payday loans and car insurance. And let's face it, if we went without advertising, I'd have to turn to Patreon to get acting work. I'm not an animal, for God's sake. So, in conclusion, buy Doritos. One Life Left Residence 104.4 FM, and this is the reviews section of the show. Simon. I've been playing <coughs> Schrodinger's Cat and the Raiders of the Lost Quark. What? I know. I, like, ordinarily, that sort of title would put me right off. Mm. Trying to be too clever. It's two um, things you don't like. Exactly. One of them's Minter-esque games. Yeah. The other one's being smart about it. You, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it's a platform game. Uh, who's it from? Uh, it's being published by Team 17. It's out tomorrow. Um, yeah, it's a platform game from the people behind um, Hector Bag of Carnage. And it's got a range of people that have been in a load of point-and-click adventures. Marty McFly and Back to the Future, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um it's, it's an odd one. When you load it up, I thought it, it, it very much reminded me of Day of the Tentacle in terms of its styling and its, uh, its sense of humour. Uh, you play a cat um, and you have to get into um, a zoo. You do this by um, going around collecting lots of differently types of um, energy and quark and then you can manipulate those to do diff- give you different powers. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's really nice. It's re- it's pretty funny. Um, it's it's inventive. Uh, you control it with both your cat hands, so you do left, right, up, down with your left hand, and then you use your quarks with the other to um, travel around the environment. Do you actually have to have cat hands? Like that's what they say. They say put away your mouse and keyboard now. You control this with your cat hands. Oh, yeah, cat, put away your they're mouse. Not, they're not called cool. cat <laughs> hands though. If only there was a word for cat hands. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, I'm uh, I'm sort of two or three levels into it at the moment, enjoying it a lot. It's making me smile. Thoroughly recommend it. Seven out of ten. Available on Steam tomorrow. Excellent. I have been playing a game on Android called Ooh. Called what? Ooh. How'd you spell that? O O. Small O. Oh, you mean? Wait, a small O first. Right. Big O second. Ooh. Does that change mm. the pronunciation? <laughs> Well, I've been calling Ooh. it ooh, but Simon says, oh. No, I was ooh. just uh, being pedantic. Oh, really? well, <laughs> is it pedantic if you're wrong? I don't you know. are. Ooh. <laughs> uh, I've uh, seen you talk about this game on the Twitter, haven't I? Oh, I love it. I think it's fantastic. Um, 
It is a very, very simple one-button game in which you move between circles. So you have a little uh, particle which is orbiting around the inside of the circle. And by touching the screen on your Android or iOS device, I don't know if it's on iOS, uh, by touching the screen, your particle moves from the inside of the circle to the outside. Okay. And what you've got to do is touch at the right time so it leaps to a circle which is touching. Okay. So if you imagine like a figure of eight almost. So you touch at the join of that and then suddenly you're in the next circle. Okay. And you keep going. But sometimes you've got to touch to avoid spikes which are on the inside of the outside of the circle. And slowly you make your way through this amazingly cleverly designed um, circle-based universe. It brings in new elements to that at exactly the right time. It is the purest... um, arcade video game that I've played for ages and it makes me jealous that I didn't think of it first. It does look like one of those ideas, doesn't it? Mm, it's so simple. Uh, I think it's uh, 69p or it's super cheap anyway on Android. Totally recommend it. When I looked before, it only had a couple of thousand downloads but it right. seems like the sort of thing that should have a couple of million. Um, so please, please, if you if you fancy um, fancy Pigeons? Pigeons. <laughs> Give it a shot. Uh, I should also mention that I, I found this out through uh, YouTube Let's Play. It's the first what? time I've ever um, ever discovered Sorry, something like that. You're too old for this, Steve, yeah. aren't you? Yeah. Looking I'm at YouTube. Been paid to. Yeah, exactly. I know. I found I found this out through uh, Hello, uh, my friend who was YouTube Let's Playing it, and it totally worked. Made me want to play it, and I went out and bought it. So maybe I'll catch on. Then you're saying this late. I'm saying I'm saying let's get in on it. <laughs> okay, yeah, good. I think it's still early, isn't it? Yeah. Ed, hello. Uh, I've been playing uh, Desert Golfing on. Oh, um, a lot of people have been playing this. You, game. you video game hipster. You. Yeah. It's I, I yeah I can't I cannot stop playing it. Um, is, it is it by the guy that made I've, I've not played. It's by the guy that made Super uh, Stickman Golf. Is it the same guy or not? It looks uh, very similar. It might be. I don't know. I'm no. I'm like I. I'm not very hipster in my in my game likings. But um, this. Do is you like just, Proteus? No. Huh? Um, <laughs> <laughs> What about Journey? Uh, I haven't played it. Right. Um, you can, we, can we should keep... hang out more, Ed, I think. <laughs> you get on better than I do with these two. <laughs> um, uh, yes, it's, I, I, I can't, it's, it's another one of those ideas that, um, that makes me really mad that I didn't have it. Um, so it actually hurts to play it because I'm hitting myself so much um, <laughs> as I play it. But yeah, just like side-on procedural, procedurally generated golf. Um, it's basically perfect. I mean, it's really minimalist, um, and uh, it's but it's just really addictive. Uh, like because each round is like a couple of seconds or something. So um, it's it's really fun to just play on the tube. I'm 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 absolutely loving it. So it's a definite seven out of ten. Gone home. Minterest games. What? If you were a pigeon, I would date you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's, that's always that's what people always say to me it's ridiculous uh, I've been playing two old games this week I've been playing Repton which is that old is it BBC Micro mm. yeah that because uh, I have had it on my phone for ages um, last Christmas when I was at my brother's uh, we got really drunk and started talking about old games that we used to play and I found that and we loved it so much when we were growing up uh, and then I decided to start playing it because I was talking about diamonds the other day um, and it's got diamonds in it it's brilliant um, it's not the best uh, controls it's sometimes a little bit uh, 
Yeah, it's a little bit hard moving your little guy around. But yeah, it's you got a little guy. He's going around trying to pick up all the diamonds, kill all the monsters, and not get locked in by all the boulders. Um, and it's got really fun music as well. I've liked that one. So is this an official port by Superior Software? Is it? I think I don't so. Know. It's definitely, it looks like, it looks totally the same. So it's okay. probably legit, isn't it? I mean, it's probably legit. It's called Repton 1. Is that what you, what you say down the market when you yeah. see a, a pair of Nikes? It's, uh, it's probably legit. Mate, just uh, give us Just give us don't look too closely at the, uh, at the label. Is that what you, you should have... You uh, that's what the guy who was trying to sell us Thorpe Park tickets said, didn't he? <laughs> On the bridge over the railway line, Thorpe Park said, you want to buy some tickets? <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I'm not one of those guys who try and rip you off. Legit. Um, this is by e- Easy Consulting Limited. Doesn't sound legit anymore. <laughs> um, but that's yeah. been brilliant fun. Seven out of ten. And I've also been playing The Room uh, on iPad, <laughs> which is where you unlock, like, you have to solve loads of little puzzles to get inside a thing. But I'm not entirely sure what the thing is. Like, there are loads of little notes about going, oh, I have done some experiments on the null and it has done this thing to me finally and I'm so excited about it. I don't really care about that bit of it. I just quite like doing the little puzzles and moving the box around and figuring everything out. It's pretty cool. Um, I will give that 7 out of 10 also. So I've just... um I've just bought OO and Desert Golfing. Proof that being featured on One Life Left, Ed, benefits your sales. I'm also going to uninstall the room because, <laughs> because you've just reminded of me and I thought it was dreadful. <laughs> Resonance 104.4 FM. This is VCMG. It's called F-Funk. We were just doing our best impressions of video game producers. Go on, Anne. Oh, ship it! <laughs> it's really good. It's really good. We'll patch it later. Just put it in a box and ship it. <laughs> I don't care if physical media's dead. Put it in a box! Is that how it works, Ed? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. Ship it. Ship it. Get it out there. <laughs> we'll early access it. It'll be all right. Do a bit of social. Oh, that's, that's, that's very contemporary. <laughs> I want the YouTubers to play it. <laughs> what do we got to pay them? <laughs> Get PewDiePie on this. Exactly. <laughs> Has PewDiePie touched your pigeons, Ed? He has, yeah. Has he? Has he's, he? He's playing through it. Uh, he's playing through it at the moment. He's done a he's done a part one, which I've watched. Um, okay. I think he's I think he's doing some more. But uh, he said it was um, the best game he played in a while. Interesting. Can you tell a lot about a man by the pigeon he chooses to date? Uh, yes, can you, you absolutely can. Can you tell a lot about a girl by the pigeon she chooses to date? Hashtag um, everyday sexism. Uh, not a lot. Well, it depends. Like if it's like some women, I already knew it all. Um, <laughs> I picked a bird. I picked a. I picked a pigeon. Yeah, you picked. You picked the saddest pigeon in the world. <laughs> really? Yeah. 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 You, you really went. You really went. I went for the library pigeon. Yeah. And let me tell you, I was literally holding my face at the end of the of 
that uh, dating cycle. It was really emotional. You, you were touched by it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not you, Tree. Not, not like that. Um, it's not you, Tree. <laughs> I guess you, Tree, is a tree, and that's where pigeons live, so... <laughs> Good. You, uh, that, was your, so Ed and Anne got together to play uh, Had a Full Boyfriend, didn't yeah. you? Um, did, was that saved to YouTube? Can people watch that? I don't think we did. We, like, for the first half hour, we were in major reverb land and nobody could hear <laughs> yeah. what we were saying. So, uh, we, so that was, like, a bit too far. But I think next time we do it, we yeah. may, we may I think it. we're going to have another go. Give a different pigeon a try. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should get back on Twitch, shouldn't we? Yeah, we should. Mm. Play the field. <laughs> is that how it works? But, uh, yes. What's happening next week? Uh, I'm I'm not here. I'm not here. I'm not here. Anne, what? <laughs> I I guess it's just me then. What are you, you going to be doing? Um, I'm having I'm having to think about some ideas. Okay, really? Do you want to brainstorm yeah. now? Because we've got like yeah. two minutes left. Well, so. what I want to do is get. Uh, it's been a bit of a rubbish time for women at the minute I want to get loads of women in here talking about games and having a lovely time okay um, that's sexist that, that is, is sex- sexist that's literally sexist yeah um, it is and <laughs> when you think about it <laughs> okay well, well let me think about it then anyway that's what I want to do okay do you, um, know, do you know any women this is my trouble <laughs> uh, yeah so I'm going to put a call out and see if anyone who is interesting wants to talk about their game or the work that they do um, get them in have some lovely chats Mm, sounds perfect. And if that doesn't happen, we'll just put a repeat on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, we'll be able to show whether uh, you, whether there are any interesting women out there. Oh God! <laughs> That's essentially what you've just <laughs> said. Oh, it's all on my shoulders. Isn't Everyone it? will know this by whether they're listening to um, a pigeon dating simulator again next week. Okay. Which, when you think about it, Anne. I, I mean, I, I always think right. about. Good. Well, good luck with that. Thanks. Yeah, good to know that I'm the only one that actually cares about this. The only one that turns up every week to every event. Um, if you are interested in turning up to a One Life Left event, the next one is on the 16th of October. That's another third stay. There will be new songs, new friends and new good times. So definitely come to that. That will be at the Loading Bar in Dalston. Yeah, and if you want to email us, get in touch. Team at onelifeleft.com. We're also doing Nottingham at the end of the month, aren't oh, we? Good yeah, point. Yeah, we yeah. are. Talk about that in a couple of weeks. Mm. Yeah. Ed, thanks yeah. for coming in. Thank you so much for having me. Hatterful boyfriend. Yes. Out now. Out Steam. now. Steam. Good. And can we follow you on Twitter? Uh, yes. At Ed Fear. Good news. Brilliant. And as for the rest of you, well, we will see you not in one week, but in two weeks. Goodbye. See you. Bye. bye. <laughs>